know you got everybody looking. Got a little boom in my big truck. Gonna open up the doors and turn it up. Gonna stomp my boots in the Georgia mud. Gonna watch you make me fall in love. Get up on the hood of my daddy's tractor. Up on the toolbox, it don't matter. Down on the tailgate, girl, I can't wait to watch you do your thing. Shake it for the young bucks sitting in the honky tonks. For the rednecks rocking till the break of dawn. The DJ spinning that country song. Come on, come on, come on. Shake it for the birds, shake it for the bees. Shake it for the cat. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the St. Ambrose University Sports Show on KALA HD2 106.1 FM. This is Schistel Speak Sports, and I am your host, Ryan Schistel. Today is Thursday, April 27th, and it has been an absolutely beautiful day here on the campus of St. Ambrose University and in the Quad Cities area. As we get closer to the month of May and the end of the school year here at SAU approaches, there aren't too many shows left for the 22-23 school year. However, this show should be one filled with lots of sports, so let's jump right into the action, this time starting with track and field. This past weekend, the track and field teams competed in the Augustana Meet of Champions across the Mississippi in Rock Island, Illinois. It was yet another strong showing for the Bees at the Meet of Champions, as throwers led the way at the meet, both on Friday and Saturday. The B-men finished 5th and the women were in 11th in an event featuring 27 teams. Mick led a big SAU charge in the men's throws. He won the shot put with a mark of 15.85 meters and was runner-up in the discus with a throw of 51.99 meters. Three other Bs placed inside the top 8 in shot put, including Jonah Wilson, Alex Seifert, and Bryce Preacher. Four other Bs were inside the top 15 in discus. Wilson hit the B standard with a fifth place effort of 48.61 meters. That is the third best mark in the CCAC this season and 19th in the NAIA. Preacher placed 10th, Hunter Cassup was 13th, and Seifert took 14th with 41.05. Peyton Woods was 4th in the hammer throw with a mark of 52.49 meters. Both marks between him and another B were season bests and the top two marks in the conference. Simon Holland added a third-place throw of 43.62 meters in the javelin. Justin Bowers had a CCAC leading 5,204 points to place third in the decathlon. Dominic Neely was 11th, and Joshua Modit took 6th in the pole vault with a jump of 4.48 meters. Keon Lewis and David Arney were 12th and 15th, respectively, in the long jump. On the track, it was Will Reemsma who was a runner-up in the 400-meter dash. He did 48.7 seconds. Reemsma also took 10th in the 200-meter with 22.12 seconds. Luke Bennis finished 14th in the 1,500-meter run, and Austin Keller took 15th in the 100-meter dash. The 4x400-meter relay team of Chris Miserindo Bennis, Will Dowda, and John Calica were 15th. For the, for the woman, Gabby Butler was a champion in the 400-meter dash. Her winning time was 58.32 seconds. She also took 13th in the 200-meter with a 25.47. Katie Lambrecht added a third-place finish in the 400-meter hurdles in 1 minute and 6 seconds. That time is the second best in the CCAC. 
Anna Miller earned a pair of third-place finishes. She improved her A standard with the conference-leading mark of 13.86 meters in the shot put. Miller's throw of 44.53 meters was also good for third in discus. Kate Cirillo totaled 2,485 points to place eighth in the the heptathlon. Lexi Johnson was eighth in the long jump with a leap of 5.2 meters, and Lily Olson was 10th in the long jump with a PR of 5.07 and took 14th in the triple jump. Riley Warden was 10th in the pole vault, and Maddie Blumhoff recorded a distance of 40.97 meters to place 13th in the hammer. Megan Jansett posted the top time in the CCAC with her 11th place showing in the 800-meter run in 2 minutes and 24 seconds. Riley Fortune also had a conference best with her effort of 13 minutes and 33 seconds, placing 15th in the 3,000-meter steeplechase. Adeline Smith, Kylie Foster, Riley McCreary, and Jane Elderts grabbed 10th place in the 4x400-meter relay. St. Ambrose will compete in the Drake Relays beginning really today and continuing into the weekend. They also have another meet uh, that is not the Drake Relays, And for that one, it is also on the road. However, it is just separated from Drake out in Indianola. And that would be the Kip Janvrin Open. So really looking at it, you know, I find this meet to be very important for both the men's and women's team. By no means has the outdoor season been bad for the Bees, but I definitely think there's a good amount of room for improvement on both sides. Uh, I definitely think that if the men want to repeat as conference champions for the CCAC, uh, you know, they're going to have to just kind of step it up, do a little bit better both on the track and in the field. Uh, I recently went on the CCAC website and saw that the Bees have athletes in good positions or as leaders in different events in the conference, but overall the Bees are really going to need to have some good finishes coming up to put pressure on other teams when it comes to the CCAC, especially with conference finals approaching soon. The next board up is golf, and it was a big-time tournament for the Bees on Monday and Tuesday as they were at the Cinder Ridge Golf Course for the CCAC Championships. As a team, the men's Bees team placed third out of the 10 teams in the conference. They shot 10 strokes behind the champions in Roosevelt. Individually, it was Dylan McAleer leading the way for the Bees, shooting 16 over and finishing two shots behind the leader. The women's team had no action this week. The Bees men are now set to finish their season at the Viking Invitational from Highland Springs and Rock Island tomorrow and Saturday. The women will also be competing in this event, and then they will be done and er, then they will be done until late May. For tennis, the Bees men's and women's team both beat Roosevelt on Saturday, mainly due to Roosevelt forfeiting most matches to the men and all matches to the women. On Monday, The woman lost to Olivet Nazarene 0-4, and on Tuesday, the men lost to Judson 0-4. Both team seasons are now over with with those CCAC tournament losses. In the intercollegiate team match championships in Las Vegas, the men's bowling team took second out of 16 teams. After winning what was known as the Red Bracket, the Bees lost to Wichita State, a Division I school, in the finals. If you want to see more on the Intercollegiate Team Championships from Vegas, go to www.saubs.com. That is our athletics page. Find the bowling tab under men's sports, and then you will be able to find it right there. So just looking at it, you know, bowling pretty much done. Tennis is done. Uh, Golf, 
they're still in a pretty good spot. Very excited to see what they do in this weekend's tournament, as I believe the men's team now gets to go to nationals. I think the top like five to six teams from the CCAC get to go to nationals, so I believe that they get a spot there. And then, like I said, with track and field, they're in a pretty good spot, just hopefully looking to send more people, A, to nationals, and B, just get people in better positions when it comes to the conference meet coming up. That conference meet will be happening at St. Francis of Illinois out in Joliet, Illinois. So it'll be very exciting to see how they finish. I'll have more on both the golf teams and the track and field teams as you know their seasons kind of continue. But for right now, that's going to do it for the first half of Schistel Speak Sports. I'm your host, Ryan Schistel. After this break, it'll be lacrosse, baseball, and softball as the main, ta- as the main talking points. Don't touch that dial because this is the place to be on this Thursday evening. You're listening to Schistel Speak Sports on KALA HD2 106.1. I feel like we've always known each other. Me too, and we just met online. So listen, why do we meet? Maybe at the mall, Saturday afternoon, do a little shopping, a little chilling, and let's wear all pink so we recognize each other. McGruff the Crime Dog here. Kids don't always know that predators surf the internet looking for young victims. Be your kid's safety net on the internet. Visit McGruff.org. An important announcement from the U.S. Department of Justice, the Crime Prevention Coalition of America, and the National Crime Prevention Council. Imagine you're in a large white room in the midst of a party. You look around and see everyone is wearing the same dull styles of clothes. You notice that they're all eating the same foods and drinking the same drinks. In fact, everyone pretty much looks the same and talks in the same way about the same things. The sameness of everyone overwhelms you, and you walk out in search of a livelier party. But every place you go is the same. Our lives can be a colorful celebration by appreciating the diversity of others. We're all diverse, whether it's in our race, religion, or physical challenges. Diversity is you and me. Celebrate diversity in our community. A message from the Quad Cities Mayor's Media Roundtable. In the early hours after the tsunamis, it was ham radio that was on the air saving lives. When Florida was ripped by hurricanes, the hams were there. In the critical moments after the attack of 9-11, it was the hams who coordinated emergency messages. Can you hear us now? Ham radio works when other communications don't. To learn how you can become a ham radio operator, call the ARRL, the National Association for Amateur Radio, at 1-800-326-3942. A public service message from your community radio station, KALA Davenport, and the St. Ambrose University Amateur Radio Club, K-Zero-S-A-U. When my family found out I was on drugs, they were devastated. It was killing them, you know, it was killing them. It tears your family up more than it does you. My dad was frantic, and he looked at me and he said, we're not going to gamble with your life. I wanted to have my family back, and that's when my mother found Narconon. If you or someone you love has a drug or alcohol problem, call Narconon today at 1-800-468-6933 or visit us at www.stopaddiction.com. You're invited to check out the latest in community calendar events and church activities on your Sunday morning gospel train at 8.30 a.m. each and every Sunday morning. 
It's the Gospel Train Community Bulletin Board. Stay up to date with the latest information on the Gospel Train each and every Sunday morning at 8.30 a.m. here on KALA Davenport, Quad Cities. I did it for my niece. Ashley was eight when my sister was arrested for drugs. Being separated from her mom was hard enough. I didn't want Ashley to have to live with a whole new family, too. So I decided to step up. I became a foster parent. Knowing I could help my niece succeed, that's the reason I did it. What would be your reason for doing foster care? Find out how you can make a difference and call Iowa Kids Net at 800-243-0756 or visit iowakidsnet.com. Listen to this track. Your station for St. Ambrose University Sports, KALA Davenport. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Schistel Speak Sports, the St. Ambrose University Sports Radio Show here on KALA HD2 106.1 FM. I am your host, Ryan Schistel. In the first half of this evening's episode, it was track and field with some golf as the main talking points, and then there was also some short talk on the tennis and bowling teams. Now, that first half flew by a little bit faster than I had planned, so... We're going to slow it down and get a little bit more in-depth for the second half of show as it's lacrosse, baseball, and softball as the main talking points. So let's start things off with the men's lacrosse team. The men's lacrosse team finished out the regular season on Saturday with a crucial 19-11 victory at home against Benedictine. That game solidified the Bees with the number two seed in the Heart of America Conference Tournament, which was huge for the Bees because it felt as if they were a bubble team trying to get in. They were 2-2 two and two going into that game with the conference record and going to 3-2 and two was just really big for them because they got that home field advantage. The team then took on Mount Vernon Nazarene at home yesterday in the semifinals at 7 o'clock p.m. Now, in the regular season, Mount Vernon Nazarene had beaten the Bees 10-5. to five. In the game that the Bees looked for revenge, it was a 14-9 victory for the Bees in a really a game that it felt like the Bees had really had to climb back, but then once they did, it was a dominant win. So that continues the Bees' 2023 campaign, and the Bees will now face off against William Penn on Saturday at 2 o'clock p.m. for the Heart of America Conference Championship. The last time these teams played, William Penn won on what many considered a cheap win. Penn won by one as they called for a stick check on the B's draw man. And with that, you know, when they call for a stick check, they got to make sure the stick is, you know, straight, the netting is, uh, you know, regulation, all that fun stuff. And as a drawer, what I've come to learn from people on both the men's and women's lacrosse teams is, you know, Obviously, as a drawer, when your stick is on the ground with men's lacrosse, it's going to bend. And due to that, uh, it's one of those kind of unwritten rules where you really don't call a stick check on the drawer. But that's what William Penn did. And because of that, William Penn got to automatically take face-offs for the last couple minutes of the game, I believe it was. And they would go on to score and win that game by one, as I said. So the Bees are looking for some very serious revenge uh, I had gone to the women's semifinals game. William Penn had brought some of their men's team. The Bees men's team was there. And 
I don't want to say things got chippy, but things were definitely loud at that semifinals game. Just as, you know, as you would imagine, the Bees had a lot of cheering to do as the women's team had ended up beating William Penn, but you could just tell there was an energy in the air of, you know, those two teams wanted to hit the field and go at it. But looking at the game against Mount Vernon Nazarene in the semifinals, Mount Vernon was receiving votes to be ranked in the NAIA. The Bees are unranked. So after the first quarter, the Bees found themselves down 3-2, to two, and then they ended up going into the half down 5-4. to four. However, it was 5-2 to two at one point. So the Bees had a big deficit to make up. They make it up and only go down by one at the half. Then the Bees jumped out early and tied the game up almost right away in the second half at five apiece and then put up another goal. And the Bees would end up scoring five goals in the third quarter to Mount Vernon's two to make the score nine to seven. The Bees would add another five in the fourth as Mount Vernon would only add two more for that final score of 14 to nine. Looking at the individual breakdown for the Bees, Michael Shakran put up four goals, and Matt Cordaposi put up four for the Bees. Cole Danner added two, as well as Mikhail Shaddix. And then Isaiah Hahn put up one goal. Hahn's goal was the first goal scored of the game for the Bees. In goal for the Bees, like always, was Nolan Hayes. He gave up nine goals on the 15 shots he faced in his 60 minutes of play. Also, congratulations to Nolan Hayes. He was recently named the Defensive Player of the Year for, I believe, it was either the conference or the NAIA. I'm going to double-check on that right now. But either way, an unbelievable, really just an unbelievable performance that he's had all year. Uh, Sometimes I think the record doesn't necessarily show it when it looks when you look at the men's team but he has been playing outstanding especially as of late so yep it was Nolan Hayes he was named the co-defensive player of the year by Hart Sports News or the Heart of America Conference so the conference defensive player of the year an unbelievable really just an unbelievable uh, award for him to get and the bees like i said look to carry that momentum into the William Penn game on Saturday Now, if you recall last week's episode of Schistel Speak Sports, you'll know I talked about how the women's lacrosse team had won their semifinal matchup and would have an extremely tough game against the number one seed in Benedictine and the Heart of America Conference Championship. Unfortunately, the Bees fell to the Ravens by a score of 15-4. In that game, the Ravens took a lead and really just never looked back on the Bees as they jumped out to a 7-3 lead after one, and then the Ravens put up three more in the second quarter to go into the half 10-3. to three. The Bees would add one goal in the third quarter. It'd be their last goal of the game, and the Ravens added two to make the score 12-4, to four. and then the Ravens add three more in the fourth to close out the 15-4 to four victory. Now, in this game for the Bees, Annabelle Brown led the way with two goals, as Maddie Wiltrout and Audrey Warner each put up one. So it was it, it was a pretty, I don't want to say it was a bad game for the Bees because they knew going into this, Benedictine would be hard. Uh, Maggie Sampson was in goal. She gave up the 15 goals on 27 shots faced. So really not even an awful percentage when you really think about it for Maggie Sampson. Just the Bees weren't able to get as many shots on goal, they only put up 17 shots compared to the 27 
that Benedictine had taken. So with that, the women's lacrosse season has officially come to an end, and they had a really good season, all things considered. Uh, I really hope to have an interview with a player or two from the team for next week's episode. Now looking at the baseball team, the Flooding Bay's baseball team, keep fighting back to build up a better record from when they started. In the past week, the Bees took two of three games from from Judson on the road, taking the crucial game three, 17-3 in extra innings. Or, I'm sorry, in seven innings, not extra innings. In that blowout win for the Bees, I mean, obviously it's it's a fun game when you can win by that much, but really dominant as the Bees had won the first game of the series, and then, unfortunately, they were not able to win the second game to try to complete a sweep. But, you know, it is what it is because they do get to bounce back and take the rubber match of the series for the win. Unfortunately, I had the box score posted and ready to be up, but the Wi-Fi just cut out in the building, so due to that, I can't go over the box score for that, but I will say it was a very impressive win. The Bees then took the field Tuesday for a top half of the conference matchup against Trinity Christian, and that one, it was unfortunately a 7-9 loss. Now, as the Wi-Fi just cuts back on, we can look at the box score for that game. Trinity Christian jumped out to an early 1-0 lead, but the Bees put up two in the bottom of the third to take back the lead at 2-1. Trinity Christian would end up putting one in the fourth to tie things up until the Bees put up three in the fifth to go up 5-2. However, the Trolls put up a very crooked seven spot in the sixth inning to take a 9-5 lead. The Bees would score one in both the 7th and 8th, but it just wouldn't be good enough as the Trinity Christian Trolls beat the Bees 9-7. They also out-hit the Bees 14-11. However, the Bees no errors. Trinity Christian 3. So looking at some of the players of the game, Cooper Huckabone had two doubles and a triple. Adrian Ziatara and Brock Weber both launched balls over the fence for the Bees. Adrian Ziatara, Cooper Huckabone, and Brock Weber all had two RBIs as Noah, Noah McCreary picked up the seventh. McCreary, Ziatara, and Jalen Avery also all had stolen bases as Bryce Vincent and Chris McFarland were caught stealing. The starting pitcher in this game was Hayden Kingsbury. He went three and a third. And then Nick Volmert, Parker Ruth, Grant Baker, and Hunter Keem all came out of the bullpen for relief. Volmert was pinned with the loss, so he moves to 2-4 and four on the year. In his two innings, he gave up five hits, four runs all earned, and struck out one. So when looking at the CCAC baseball standings, the Bees are sitting in a tie for second place at only a half a game back. They play Trinity International this weekend, and when really looking at the baseball rankings, I think the Bees playing Trinity International will be very good for them because looking at it, like I said, the Bees only a half a game back. Trinity International currently last place in the conference with a conference record of 3-21. and So, you know, hopefully the Bees can really pummel the Trojans and get back into first place as it's currently St. Francis of Illinois sitting at first, and then St. Xavier and the Bees are tied for second. 
The softball team had three doubleheaders this week as the Bees dropped both games against Roosevelt on Saturday. However, when you look at their games on Sunday, you know, you would only hope that things would get a bit better for the Bees. However, they really didn't, but I can say, and I'm happy to say, that the Bees did sweep Cardinal Stritch earlier in the week. That game was, those games, I should say, were played on Tuesday. And then finally, the Bees played today in doubleheader at Indiana South Bend from South Bend, Indiana. In the first game, the Bees won 5 to nothing, and then in the second game of the doubleheader today, the Bees won 11 to 6. Looking at that 11 to 6 box score, if it'll load, you can only hope and pray right now as it doesn't look like it actually will, so unfortunately no box score for that one either. But in the CCAC softball rankings, the Bees now sit in fifth place, six games back from the leaders. And, you know, this this softball team has been on a bit of an interesting streak lately. They go on these streaks of they win a few doubleheaders in a row and then they lose a few doubleheaders in a row. It's one of those teams where you really wish they could just win some doubleheaders in the row and then kind of stay on that streak for longer than they normally do because I do think that this team is a better team than their record shows. They're 25 and 23 overall and 12 and 8 in the conference. And then if we go back and we look at the baseball uh the baseball record, pardon me, it's you know, about the same. Uh the Bees just under 500 at 20 and 23 overall, but 15 and eight in the conference. So with that, it looks like that is going to do it for tonight's episode of Schistel Speak Sports here on KALA HD2 106.1, your exclusive home for St. Ambrose Sports on the air. As always, you can find past episodes of this program on different KALA streaming services such as Spotify and SoundCloud. I'll be back next week, but until then, enjoy the rest of your Thursday and the rest of your week. The NFL draft starts tonight in about 30 seconds, so good luck to all of the teams, whoever it is that you cheer for, unless you are a Packers fan, because go Bears and have fun with Jordan Love because Justin Fields is going to run the division. That's just a little rant, though, and I can always go on that for you know however long I want. But as always, go Bears, boo Packers, have a great rest of your Thursday, and go Bees. I'm Ryan Schistel, and this has been Schistel Speak Sports on KLA HD2 106.1. You shake my nerves and you rattle my brain. Too much love drives a man insane. You broke my will, but what a thrill. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. I let it